Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hey, loves, welcome to episode 33 when you are in the trigger. I am so excited to be chatting with you guys solo today. It has been so much fun bringing on a slew of guests, and there are more to come, some repeat performers. I love engaging in conversations with smart, innovative, successful, bright, hilarious, wise women, and also just learning from them and knowing that you guys get to learn so much more, whether it's about the Enneagram or my therapist or my dear health coach friend, Jamie, or a crystal expert like Courtney. It's just so fun to constantly expand my wealth of knowledge in this self-help world because obviously I'm a self-help nerd addict. Um, So I am so excited to just dive in though today and chit chat with you about my own thoughts on what to do when you are triggered. I have begun dating again. If you've all been listening to me for as long as you have listened to all the previous episodes, you'll know that I have really been dating my my business for the last year. I've dated people as well, but I have not been really intentional in my dating life. And that is for a very good reason, because I started off 2019 really with the intention of building my business to a particular level, the level that I have it now. And I know that my thoughts create my results. So I was also committed to creating space for my person to arrive this year. And it was just too much for me, to be quite honest. In the beginning of the year, I was really sick and was just embarking on my first mastermind group with my coach, Stacey Bayman, who really pushes us hard. And I was trying to to date at the same time and maintain my friendships and self-care and of course most importantly take care of my clients and I a couple of months into 2019 I just said to my personal coach Karen you know I think I just really want to focus on my business here because it's too much scattered energy and as Brooke Castillo who is the designer of the model the main thought tool that I discuss with you guys the main thought tool I use on myself and on my clients and what my coaches use with me she very much emphasizes the importance of focusing on one thing when we want to create one goal. So I am now at a place in my business where I have 20 clients and it is absolutely amazing. I do have two spots opening up. So if you are itching to dig deeper into this work, then go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. Show notes will um, have my contact info there, the website there, and let's dive into a six-month one-on-one coaching program where we are not going to F around. So now that I am at my 20-client goal and business is just a flowing and the podcast is going great and I continue to write for Kourtney Kardashian's Poosh.com, giving them lots of gems of wisdom on all things heartbreak, dating, and relationships, I knew that it was time to start creating space for Mr. 
Right. And I have been working on a belief plan around creating him. And so I'm a huge believer that your thoughts create your results. And that's exactly what Brooke Castillo's model is all about. Thoughts creating exactly where you are in all areas of your life, whatever your money situation is as a result of your thinking, whatever your health situation is, it's a result of your thinking, whatever your relationship status is, it's a result of your thinking, wherever you're at in your career, it's a result of your thinking, your living space is a result of your thinking. And some of you might be listening and going, oh, shit, my thinking must really suck. The good news is that you get to change your thoughts. And if you are so stuck and, you know, I just had a friend say to me last night, I hear you, Claire, but all of my years of dating experience have shown me that it is really hard for me. It's not your years of dating experience. It's your years of the way you have thought about dating that has yielded you the result of the dissatisfying experience. And when we are in our own brains, we don't know how to get outside of them, right? Because we're just operating habitually the way we always have. So we think that our reality is just real and that we are at the effect of shit that happens outside of us. But no, we are at the effect of the way that we have been thinking. And oftentimes the way we've been thinking is a result of of what we've been taught in our lives, right? We pick up What Gabby Bernstein refers to as tiny mad ideas, someone told her she was stupid in sixth grade. And so she carried that belief about herself and as a result would feel shame and 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 she would come across people who reflected her belief and her stupidity. I didn't even realize that I had a lack of love for myself. And it was only after really getting to my rock bottom relationship eight years ago. If you guys are not familiar with that story, you can go to my heartbreak story, episode five, and learn all about that. But that rock bottom relationship eight years ago was the big wake up call for me. And I still got my heart broken after that relationship, even though it was the wake up call. I still had such deep work to do. And I struggled to find the right therapist. And so I got my heart broken several times again with more emotionally unavailable men, but they were never as bad as my rock bottom ex. No one, no other narcissistic sociopath has entered into my life (laughs) since him. Thank God. But I still had more lessons to learn because I still was very comfortable in the victim story. I was still very comfortable in my blame game around him. And it was very easy to do that because of all the things that were said and done to me. So here I now am single at 38 years old, going on 39 in February, living a fabulous life in sunny Los Angeles with a full roster of clients. I am so, so grateful for all that I have created. And I just knew that it was time. I'm now living in a new space that I love. And I'm so excited for my friend, Megan Wallace-James, a feng shui expert who has been helping me create the space to welcome Mr. Right in. So definitely stay tuned for that episode coming in a few weeks. But I just knew it was time. I've known that I'm ready to find love. And so as a result, I'm attracting men because my brain has been so focused on how I know I'm going to think, feel, and behave when he is here. I'm going to say that again. I am going to the place in my brain of how I know I would feel as if he was here. If he was here, what would I be thinking, feeling, and doing? 
And that's not just in relation to him. That is in relation to my day-to-day of working. And maybe we have a sweet text exchange during the day. Or he texts me and is saying that he'll pick up takeout so that we can just chill and enjoy and watch The Bachelor together or Dateline NBC. (laughs) But I think about those details and how fun that is. And maybe I had a long, exhausting day where I'm podcasting, writing and coaching. And yes, it's everything that I want, but it's a tiring day. And it's just so nice knowing that he's the light at the end of the tunnel of my day and that comforting feeling of him being here. And this is the exact same work that I did as I created my business. I thought, felt, and behaved as the coach with the 20 clients. How does she make her decisions? How does she show up with the current clients she has? How does she show up as a friend? How does she show up intentionally by choosing to not date because she's so focused on building her business? And I'm not here to say you can only do one thing at a time, but I just, again, I agree with Brooke. I think you've got to go all in if you want one big, massive result and one goal. If you're trying to, as I was doing, build my business and uh, pursue acting and date at the same time, and I had a personal assistant job, and my friends are really important to me, and self-care and all the things, everything was so scattered that there was very little movement in each of those areas until I decided to go balls to the wall, all in on my business, being the coach with the 20 clients before they arrived. And so now I'm being the woman in her ideal relationship. I don't know if he's arrived yet, guys, because I've been uh, getting the ball rolling. But before he has arrived, I have decided I am a woman who is worthy and deserving of being in an amazing, healthy, aspirational, loving relationship that doesn't have to be perfect or flawless. It's just perfect for me. And I think about the woman that I need to become in order to attract the amazing man that I am looking to attract. So he has all these qualities of being stable, emotionally available, super fun, smart, reliable, communicative, honest, trustworthy, loyal, monogamous. Is my list too long, you guys? <laughs> but I know that I am all those things, right? And then I think about, ooh, who do I have to become? How do I step further into the future version of myself so that he just ra- arrives effortlessly? I've had some really exciting things happen in my business that I am not at a point where it is public information just yet. But I loved what my coach Stacy offered me. She said, you know, I'm really excited for you with these shifts in your business and this growth in your business. But more importantly, I'm just excited about the woman you have had to become in order for this growth to occur. And that's what I think about when I'm attracting my guy. Who is the woman that I need to become in order to attract that amazing, fun, smart, sexy, attractive, hilarious honest, loyal, monogamous guy. Like really, I believe that it's possible. And for so many years, and I'm sure there's so many of you listening right now, I did not believe that was possible. I thought, oh, if I'm attracted to him, he's got to be a dick or a player. Or if he's not that attractive, maybe the sex isn't that good. But like, I just want a good partner and a good man. So maybe I'm willing to compromise on not being that attracted. I was always doing that or even in a relationship that was pretty intense for me a couple of years back, I was willing to put up with him being a bit of a workaholic and it kind of being all about him because there was like technically so much good on paper and I knew he was a good human and there was the attraction and he was kind to me and we did get along and there was that intellectual stimulation and challenge between us. And so I was like, oh, there's enough good here that I put up with him 
pulling hot and cold behaviors with me. So needless to say, as I have been on this journey of finding love and being intentional, I have been triggered because I have found interest in people. And I notice that my brain wants to go to all the worst things that can happen, especially when I actually feel like I am interested in someone. And I just have to be with the trigger. So what comes up for me? Like, oh my God, I don't want to get hurt here. Oh my God, I really like him. Or uh, like it hasn't been this easy before. All of these different things. And I think, well, easy must mean that there's something else. There's going to be another shoe that's going to drop. So guys, I'm here as your coach. (laughs) I've created this podcast, How to Stop Wanting Him Back. I am all about vulnerability. I'm all about owning your heart, opening your heart. I'm all about thinking, feeling, and behaving to attract your person. I'm all about just taking the risks because when we stay safe and we stay small, we never get to experience the excitement and the highs of love. But that is going to be a big risk if you are to get heartbroken again. It's like you have to be willing to get heartbroken again to fall so deep. I'm going to say that again. You have to be willing to get heartbroken again in order to let yourself fall really deep. And that fucking terrifies me. Still, yes, I've done all this work. I love who I am. I'm so proud of the woman that I have become as a partner because I see myself as a partner right now without him here. Or maybe he is here. I don't know. (laughs) TBD. But I'm attracting really amazing men right now because I am stepping into a higher level where I do not have any tolerance for bullshit. I do not have any tolerance for ghosting. I do not have any tolerance for hot and cold behavior. I do not have any tolerance for playing a guessing game of whether or not someone's interested. It's just no, right? And so as a result, because I'm not putting up with gray area bullshit, I'm attracting really amazing guys. And so when I'm attracting really amazing guys, I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do with this. And it's exactly what happened with my business. I created 20 clients and I'm like, how am I going to manage all of them? I hope I'll still be the best coach. What if they quit? What if I forget shit? And guess what? Sometimes I do forget shit. And I'm not perfect, right? So it's like every time, as Brooke Castillo always says, life is 50-50. I have a very successful actress client and she was even saying all the things that I've wanted to create, I've created. And now it's like, oh no, I have another audition. Oh no, I have to shoot this thing. It's like all these obligations because when you become really successful, you have less time. You're not used to it. It's an adjustment to up-leveling. And right now I am adjusting in the same way when I moved into this space, into this new apartment, I was, you know, prior to this, a few months back, living with a roommate, putting all of my money into investing in my coaching, into investing in my business, because to me, coaching is oxygen, you guys. I cannot live my life without coaching. I cannot live my life without someone, someone on an even higher level than my mindset to just look at my blind spots and just shine a light on them and show me what I am missing and put all of my trust in her. And I'm a firm believer in practicing what I preach. If I am going to coach you guys really hard, I better be getting my ass coached hard. 
And so when I moved into this space where I was paying way more money than what I was paying in my last place, it's like, yes, I had the money to do it. But my brain was like, oh, no, this is too much. You shouldn't be doing this because my brain was so used to a feast and famine mentality throughout my entire 20s into my 30s because I was acting. And yes, I had a job to support me. But still, I live in Los Angeles. It's it's an expensive city. And a sister friend over here has expensive taste. So I had to do a fuck ton of work on my beliefs around money. And so then I did that and I shifted my thinking around my relationship with money. And as a result, I created more money. But then when I start getting the things that I want and having my own beautiful space, it freaks me out. There's an adjustment in my capacity to have. And the same thing happened with my clients. And now the same thing is happening with my dating life. It's like, wait, I'm really attracted to you and you're really interested in me. This is weird. (laughs) But of course, it all makes sense. And yes, I lean into it. But the panic that I feel that has nothing to do with the other people, it has everything to do with me and my old stories. And yes, I've come still such a far way. I don't look at myself and think, oh my gosh, I'm a coach, so I shouldn't be thinking this way. My brain is going to do whatever it's going to do. You guys, if you are listening to this and you just got the rug pulled from underneath you and the love of your life just said, I'm out. Or maybe you have been nursing your broken heart and you just found out three months after the fact, even though he told you he just wanted to be alone, he actually is seeing someone else. Or maybe you finally saw what she looks like, or maybe you bumped into her and him together and you are just reeling. Everything in your body just feels weak. It feels sick. You feel like your stomach is just dropping to your toes. You break into a sweat. You can't sleep at night. You're exhausted. Your brain is just creating all the worst case scenarios that just make you feel like a piece of shit. That is being in a trigger. That is anxiety at its highest. So what do we do in this trigger? You could be triggered like I'm triggered and everything is good right now because my brain is like, nope, nope. We stay comfortable in being broke. We stay comfortable in being alone. We stay comfortable in you hustling for clients. You're not comfortable just rolling in abundance, having amazing men come your way and a full client list. But this is what the coaching has done for me, you guys. This is why coaching is the most invaluable work you could invest in. This is why I do anything to figure out the money. And I pay a fuck ton of money for my coaches. And yes, I think I charge a lot of money for my coaching to others because it is so fucking worth it. And when you put your money where your mouth is and you're not messing around and you lean into the fear, because I am telling you, even when you start to get the results that you want, you are going to be triggered. I know it sounds so fucked up. It's like, why would I even then go and do it? Because why would I want to be triggered as I'm creating what I want? It's just the way the brain works. The brain is comfortable thinking and doing exactly what it's done. If you are overweight, you are just way more comfortable staying sedentary and eating pizza and drinking wine instead of getting your ass out of bed and going to the gym five times a week and starting to eat greens and lean protein and drinking your water. Your brain only wants to do what it is used to doing. So whether you're attracting good or whether something terrible happens, that is going to cause you a trigger. And so it is your job to be with the trigger in your body. This is not the time to do thought work. And I'll have clients reach out to me in between sessions saying, what can I think better to feel better? Um, Because I just ran into him and I just like feel like I am back to square one and I just want him back and nothing else will make me feel better. And he professed his undying love for me and that he still wants to be with me. And I know he's bad for me and I don't know what to do. 
It is not the time to do thought work, my loves. And I don't have the magic answer for anyone who comes to me in that scenario, except to be in your body, find your feet on the ground. And people will say, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just breathe. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say, take a breath. And they'll be like, okay. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I know it's the most uncomfortable work, but if you are not consciously processing your pain and putting your feet on the ground and taking true, honest, conscious, deep breaths and feeling that panic, feeling that sickness in your stomach, feeling your stomach drop to your toes, being with the sweat, be with the tears, be with that lump in your throat, be with the tightness in your chest, be with the heaviness in your shoulders, be with those sleepless nights without judgment. What? How, Claire, can you tell me to just be with the discomfort in my body? My whole life, I've been told I shouldn't cry. My whole life, I've been told sadness is a sign of weakness. My whole life, I've just been the good girl and put a smile on my face, but then I close the door and I'm punching myself. It's because you believe that pain is bad. Pain is not bad. Pain is neutral. Pain is an inevitable part of the human experience. It is not fun. I don't like it either. I don't like getting triggered either. But I am willing to feel the trigger in order to get me where I want to go. I have two choices. I can stay safe and small and single and hide, or I can open my heart to someone that I like truly would be interested in instead of shutting down or staying safe or playing small and going out with someone who I kind of like because he really likes me. And so there's no way he could hurt me. And so I'm just not that emotionally invested. So I just don't really care. So I'm just going to go along with it. Really getting savvy with who am I spending my time with? Who am I opening my heart up to? And if I am just kind of meh, about this person. Why am I staying? Because I just want a warm body in my bed because I don't want the trigger of being alone, but I also don't want the trigger of really opening my heart up again. Because if I do that and he hurts me, I don't know if I have it in me to heal another heartbreak. You guys, I get it. I totally get it. I am a heartbreak coach and I am a heartbreak coach because I have been through multiple heartbreaks and it never gets easier. It doesn't. But when you learn how to move through it consciously. And I'll take that back. I don't think heartbreak gets easier when you initially have that sucker punch and that sick feeling of a person who you want to be with leaving you. I don't think that that you can diminish that. But I do think when you consciously know how to manage the pain, when you are not afraid to move through your triggers, when you are willing to find your feet on the ground, when you are willing to let yourself fall apart, when you are willing to breathe, when you are willing to call out the physical sensations in your body over and over and over again, consistently show up to a mindfulness meditation class, do a one-on-one private with an EFT person. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. I can't believe I haven't really coughed that much so far in this episode, but I've had a chronic cough on and off for years and I've done all the tests under the sun, no allergies, no sickness, clear lungs. And so I'm recognizing that this is a result of unresidual, unresolved sadness that I'm carrying in my chest after some research that I've done. So I'm going to go to an emotional freedom technique teacher tomorrow and do a one-on-one session of tapping on what this unresolved sadness is. So unconsciously, I have no idea because my life is pretty freaking great. Maybe it is the triggers of dating and opening my heart up again, but the cough had actually started prior to opening up myself to welcoming somebody in again. 
but it's about showing up, you guys. It's about opening up and trusting yourself and leaning into the pain when it happens. And I am not saying like, go for it. And who cares if you get heartbroken again, but like also go for it. And who cares if you get your heart broken again? What? Truly, I know that I have to open my heart and I know that I have to go all in and I know I have to receive love, which is really challenging for me to do. It's it's like, oh, I'll be really excited to hear from someone or I'll be really excited to go out with him again. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, like, how could this possibly stay consistent? That's where my brain goes. And it's up for me to say, Claire, even if you don't see this person tomorrow, even if you don't, you know, hear from that lovely dude who you really had a great time with, even if you go out another time and you like him that much more and you don't hear from him again. Will it suck? Yeah, but you are on your journey to create the results of finding your person with your thinking. So I say this to my actor clients and my actor friends all the time, and this is what we do as coaches. You keep showing up and selling your coaching no matter how many no's you get. You keep showing up and going out on the auditions no matter how many times you don't book the job. If you believe that the result that you are committed to creating is becoming a successful working actor, if you believe that you are committed with your brain to the results of becoming a full-time working coach. And so if it isn't who the people are that I'm currently dating right now, who I'm interested in, and it's someone else who has not yet come into my realm, it won't matter at the end of all of this, right? So that's what I think of when I'm in a trigger and I'm fearing like, ooh, I could get hurt here. But if I'm so committed to the result of being in love and finding my partner with my brain and it ends up not being this guy, that's okay. Because ultimately, when I'm in the result of being with my person, I'm not going to care about the current people that I'm dating. I'm going to just be in love with the guy that I end up with. And that's really hard to see when you're in it and you're so fixated with the people who are right in front of you, right? If you've got two or three guys on your roster and you're like, ooh, it could be him, it could be him, it could be him, and I like all of them and they all seem really different and my life would look really different compared to all of these people, right? But or comparing to each of them. So who I feel like I could be on The Bachelor sometimes. <laughs> the Bachelorette. Like they're so different, but there's a connection here. And so which way do I go? And that can also be a really exciting thing when you stay open and you commit to being the person already in your ideal relationship. And so when these triggers come, it's really hard to remember the result that you're committing to, right? It's really hard for the actor who goes on 20 auditions and has eight callbacks and didn't book the job to believe, oh, but my time is coming. It's really hard when you fall hard for three different dudes at the same time. No, I'm not falling hard for three different dudes, but that would be nice, right? That That would be a tough problem to have, but it's really hard. And then all three of them slip away and decide that they don't really like you. And then you feel like you're back to ground zero and where do I start? And I don't want to fall for anyone again. And then you just get really triggered. You get really panicky. You are so reactive to your present day reality. And our jobs is to create a different reality with our minds. But when we are triggered, we are not going to be able to do that. So I, as a coach, I'm not going to say to someone who just got heartbroken, I know your guy is around the corner. There's plenty of fish in the sea. That's the worst thing you can say to someone who's totally heartbroken and broken, right? 
You just have to be with your pain. You have to be so gentle and kind to yourself. You have to nourish yourself with really delicious, nutritious foods and make yourself eat even when your body is saying, nope, nope, can't put anything in my body. You have to really nourish and nurture yourself and take the best care of yourself and breathe and allow these negative emotions. That's why I highly recommend a consistent meditation practice. I've been feeling pretty good overall, minus a few triggers and fears of getting hurt in my dating life. And I'll just, you know, have a meditation and I could just be coming off the heels of five really good sessions or, you know, just have had an amazing relaxing weekend and just soaking it in. I just had a moment this morning where I was just like, oh my gosh, this is my life. Like I'm out and about and I'm feeling really good. And despite the cough, I feel strong and healthy and my family is healthy. And I, I just felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude for my, my friends and the love that I have in my life. And even the appreciation for the people that I'm attracting in my dating life, because I know that they are a reflection of what I have created in my mind about my belief of my worthiness of attracting really good men. I just look at my life and I just think I've created all this. I've created 20 clients. I've created all of this with my mind. And, you know, Many of you don't know me, didn't know me prior to this, but I was miserable and a victim in all the areas of my life. And I was constantly getting triggered. And I believed that my triggers were a result of other people doing shit to me. I believed my triggers were a result of, oh, I'm just broken. This is just my lot in life while I watch everyone else become really successful or everyone else fall in love or everyone else get the perfect dream job. And that was not the case. And I really had to dig deep and do a ton of mindfulness body work and move through the triggers in therapy. And I continue to move through triggers with my coaches, but I was pretty triggered this past week and I was uncoachable. I reached out to my personal coach. She kept asking me questions. And every time I wanted to argue back with her and I don't think of myself as a difficult client. I think I'm a pretty coachable client, but in the trigger, I was not that coachable. And um, she said, fine said, what is that you need? And I said, you know what? I just need to be in my trigger. I just need to feel the panic in my body. I have done enough work on myself, you guys. And because I am a coach and because I guide other people through triggers, I knew that this was an old panicky story that had nothing to do with anyone around me and everything to do with me. And I also believe that the universe is going to keep throwing me curveballs to rise to the occasion and show up differently and not run and not cut off ties and not stay safe and stay small to prevent myself from getting hurt. But just because I'm a coach, I am still a human and I still have fears. But what I know is that I am willing to fall in love and get heartbroken multiple times over. And I hope that the universe isn't testing me here, but I am a heartbreak coach. So I know how to fucking move through it if that does happen again. But I am so committed to finding my person with my thinking and with my beliefs. And if you guys are interested in doing that too, I hope that you message me, but you've got to clean up the painful backstory first. You've got to clean up the fear that is holding you back from going all in. We have no control. We don't even have control if we're meeting that person at the end of the aisle. Anything can happen at any time. So you have to know that you've got you no matter what, that you can be alone at home in your bed on a Saturday night and cry everything out 
and feel really sorry for yourself and maybe call a friend or if someone can come over and comfort you if you want that, but that you don't need to numb out and escape on alcohol or food or shopping or sex. And you can just be with your negative emotion and love the fuck out of yourself because the only person you are guaranteed to keep for the rest of your life is you. So you might as well love the fuck out of yourself and stop searching for someone else to do it for you. I get the tendency. I find that I slip into that still. And it's about catching yourself and then being with what is real. Whoa. Okay. My heart is really beating fast right now. I'm feeling that angst and panic. I'm feeling that old familiar fear in my body. That has nothing to do with anyone outside of me and everything to do with me. And when I'm not coachable and I'm not willing to shift my thoughts, I am just going to be kind to myself. I'm just going to slow down. I'm just going to pop in Parks and Rec on Netflix and just let myself laugh and zone out a little bit. And I don't mean to numb out for hours at a time and just escape my emotion. It's like, how can I come? Comfort myself here? Can I call my best friend? Can I try some thought work? Can I uh, call my coach or one of my coaching besties and just say, all of this just happened? I know it's story, but I just need to get this story off my chest. Even just having the ability in the trigger to say, this is a story. These aren't facts. This isn't real, but this feels very real for me right now. So I'm going to let that pass. I wish I had better news for you guys to say, oh, just pop this magic pill and then all the fear and the panic will leave your body. But that's not what this work is about. And yes, there are magic pills out there, but that's not what my work is about. And I'm not knocking antidepressants, anti-anxiety pills, but they are not the first go-to. I want to know that you have committed to trying to feel the pain and the panic in your body because guess what? The good news is you are not dying. If he disappoints you, if he ends up not liking you, if he leaves you, you are not going to die. You have another opportunity to love the fuck out of yourself and get yourself back on the horse again and open your heart over and over and over again until you find your person because he is out there. She is out there. Remember, I always say this podcast is called how to stop wanting him back because of my own experience as a heterosexual woman who has moved through a lot of heartbreak, but heartbreak is of course a universal experience. But if you are so committed to being in the result, in the result, your T, your thought line, creates a feeling which inspires an action which yields you a result. So if you are thinking it is too hard to meet someone, if you are thinking my love life has sucked my entire life, if you are thinking finding someone is too hard, if you think that your city sucks and there aren't any good men, if you are thinking that um, online dating is just not the way you want to meet somebody, right? All of those thoughts will yield you the result of being alone and dissatisfied. If you think there is a stigma attached to you being single in your late 30s and early 40s and never been married and never had kids and you're all like uppity about that. You've got to heal that shit. You have to love the fuck out of yourself as you are right here, right now, as the single woman that you are, regardless of your age, regardless of your history, regardless of whether you have two kids, 10 kids, zero kids. How can you just show up as the cat you are and believe that you have so much to offer someone and get so excited and so sure and so certain as if you are in it? And it's easy for me because I'm an actress, so I get very fantastical in my brain and I can visualize and fantasize and have so much fun in my brain about what that all could look like. And that's what you guys have to get savvy at. Maybe play some exciting music. I think when we drive our cars, I know and when I'm driving my car around LA and play, playing cheesy top 40 music, my or like go take a hike or I'm running in the treadmill or I'm working out, my brain really fantasizes about the growth of my business and you know becoming a partner to someone for the rest of my life and becoming a mom and 
all the things and all the places I want to go and the home that I want to buy. I just have so much fun and it just lights up my body and I don't focus on the how. I focus on the value that I want to create and serve to my clients and serve to my friends and serve to my partner. So be with the trigger, my loves. And then from there, that's where the creation comes. Be in your body, breathe through it, allow yourself to fall apart. And then from there, that's where you create the space to do the mindset work. And if you don't understand what that is, and if you're just going, yeah, 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 mindset work, yeah, thoughts create results, you don't really know. And if you're saying, well, I'm thinking positively, Claire, and my result still sucks, I'm still alone, you're not thinking right. It's not about think positive, it's about think about what is real for you, right? If you believe dating is hard, The new thought isn't, okay, I'm just going to say dating's easy and then dating will be easy and then the result will be that I found my partner. That's not how it works. You have to be so fucking real with what your negative thoughts are that are creating the negative result and really watch that you have created that. It is not your outside experience that is creating it. It is your internal experience, your internal beliefs. And that takes time and it takes practice. And I'm telling you, the work does not transform you without a coach. And I'm not saying this to sell myself. Go find a different coach. If you don't think I'm the coach for you, I truly believe just go find a really good coach that is not going to take your bullshit with your mindset stuff. Because if you do not have the results you have, it is because you do not know how to align your thinking to create that result. So, so much love. I feel like I just went on a big rant (laughs) all about triggers and knowing how to just be in it as much as it sucks. And then from there, that's how you create what you want to create and how important it is to not shame yourself about the trigger. I don't shame myself that I still have fears around getting heartbroken and I call myself a heartbreak coach. I never said just because I'm a heartbreak coach that I don't fear heartbreak or that I think heartbreak is fun. I just think that there is an absolute surefire way to move through it in the healthiest and most transformative way. I have the answers for you guys. So, so much love until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.